Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Easter Sunday here at Trinity Lutheran Church and School. We are so very excited that you are here to join us this morning as we reach the conclusion, the exciting conclusion of this three-day service in which we celebrate our Lord's resurrection. His tomb is empty, and as such, that means that because we are united with him, that our tombs will be empty as well, that death no longer has any mastery over him or any mastery over us either. And so we are so very thankful to be here today. Thank you to all of you who are joining us, whether it be on the Facebook Live or the podcast or the radio. Uh, We pray that our time here and your listening and uh, your ability to worship, wherever it is that you happen to be at, uh, would be blessed. And so we are so very thankful for the presence of God to be among us. And so let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day. Truly, Lord, this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, that you have conquered death. We thank you that you have conquered sin. And Lord, because of your death, because of your glorious resurrection, Lord, we now have everlasting life. We are currently living today in everlasting life with you. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you, that you would fill us with the joy of the resurrection. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And so we're going to begin with the way that we would normally begin. Um, And uh, uh, so wherever you happen to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to say... Alleluia, Christ is risen, and then you will say, wherever you happen to be, he is risen indeed. So, Alleluia, Christ is risen. So we begin this Easter morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my sins unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father. I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. 
but I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing our opening hymn, Now All the Vault of Heaven Resounds. If you have your hymnal with you, it's number 465.
I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The place, O Lord, which you have made for your abode. The sanctuary, Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I will sing to the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously. And his rider he has thrown into the sea. We sing our next hymn, Crown Him with Many Crowns, number 525.
Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Almighty God, the Father, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you have overcome death and opened the gate of everlasting life to us. Grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of our Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The old... The old... Testament reading for this morning is taken from Psalm 16. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart directs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. Pleasures forevermore. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ has risen from the dead. God the Father has crowned him with glory and honor. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. He has put all things under his feet.
Thank you very much, choir, for the very wonderful and lovely piece. The epistle reading for this Easter morning is taken from Colossians chapter 3. It is verses 1 through 4. This is also the text for our sermon this morning as well. The Apostle Paul writes, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 28th chapter. Glory to Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes white as snow, and for fear of him the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay, then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they left quickly from the tomb with fear and with great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the gospel of our Lord. We sing the hymn of the day, which is number 461, I Know That My Redeemer Lives. We'll sing verses 1 through 4, again, number 461.
all pray with me, please. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As I mentioned just a moment ago, the text for this morning's meditation is from the, is from the epistle reading from the book of Colossians. You want to have that in front of you. We're going to be referring to it as we go along here this morning. Several years ago, a pastor friend of mine and I were sitting in my office, and we were just discussing things. We were talking about our joys and our hardships and just all of the things that come with being in the pastoral ministry. And the time came for me to pray for him and then for him to pray for me. And for some reason, the words that he used, specifically the words from Scripture, these words from Colossians that he used have stuck with me to this day. You see, he prayed for me to encourage me and to remind me that my life, yes, my life too, pastor's life, that my life is hidden with Christ in God. And I think the reason why I remember those specific words and that specific prayer is because of how those words made me feel. You see, those words made me feel safe. They made me feel safe from all of the outside stuff, and they made me feel safe from, 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 from sin and everything that could potentially plague my life and my ministry. And it felt so good to hear those words. Those words which said that, yes, even me, Pastor Jake, that my life is hidden with Christ in God. So often in this world that we live in, gosh, even in the times that we are presently in, so often we don't feel safe. But the words from the hymn, I walk in danger all the way, it's in our hymnal, they really describe it well. They describe this, this, this feeling of not, of not being safe. Verse 1 says, I walk in danger all the way. The thought shall never leave me. That Satan who has marked his prey is plotting to deceive me. This foe with hidden snares may seize me unawares. If I should fail to watch and pray, I walk in danger all the way. We know this. We know that Satan is always prowling. He is always whispering his filth into our ears. We live in a world that is full of sin and temptation, and Satan's every inclination is to use those things to their fullest extent. Whether it is tempting others to hurt us, or whether he is tempting us to hurt others, and even ourselves. Oh yes, Satan does prowl around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Verse 2 of that hymn says, I pass through trials all the way with sins and ills contending. In patience I must bear each day the cross of God's own sending. 
When in adversity I know now where to flee, when storms of woe my soul dismay, I pass through trials all the way. On this side of heaven there are so many trials and temptations that we go through. So much heartache that we experience. And so I ask all of us this morning, the way that we can define what that heartache is and what those trials are is really very simply, what has caused you to lose sleep lately? What has caused you to ever lose sleep? Perhaps it is problems within your family. Perhaps it is fighting. Perhaps it is unrest. Perhaps it is uncertainty, death, job loss, marriage, divorce, guilt, shame, not feeling good enough, feeling that it's never going to get better, feeling I really wish I could be in church today, hurtful words, selfish actions, loss of trust, sickness, fill in the blank with whatever your heartache is and with whatever your trial has been. Verse 3 of that hymn says, And death pursues me all the way. Nowhere I rest securely. He comes by night, he comes by day, he takes his prey most surely. A failing breath and I, in death's strong grasp, may lie. To face eternity today as death pursues me all the way. And so, of course, death is always the inevitable end to our life in one way or another. Having those cold hands and the faces that, as well as the funeral homes try, the faces that just don't look normal. The severe pain of loss, no matter how old our loved one was, You see, folks, death is unnatural to us. It was never supposed to happen, and that's why it hurts so much. It hurts because what was supposed to live forever no longer has breath. It's the same exact reason why Jesus wept, why he cried when he saw the tomb of his dear friend, Lazarus. Except for him, except for Christ, the pain was much worse. It was worse for Christ because he knew Lazarus from the, time of his, from the time of his mother's womb. He knew Lazarus before the world was ever created. And so, people of God, it's, it's not safe. Out there in the world that we live in, inside of our own homes, perhaps it's just not safe. So where can we go? So go back to the text from Colossians with me. Again, that verse, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And so the question for us this morning is, what does it mean for our lives to be hidden with Christ? The answer to that question is actually found in another one of Paul's letters, this time from Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 4. And it seems like I quote this text an awful lot. And if it seems like that, well, it's because, frankly, I do. 
Because, man, it's hard to keep a good text down. It says, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And so what does it mean for our lives to be hidden in Christ? Well, allow me to share with you this morning what literally gave me goosebumps this past week. Remember when I talked earlier about how my friend's prayer made me feel that when he prayed that my life was hidden with Christ in God, that it made me feel safe. (laughs) Up until this past week, I had not actually looked up what the Greek word for the word hidden there literally means. And so guess what the word literally means? It means safe hiding place. And so, what is this safe hiding? And so, what is this safe hiding place? And I want to be very, very clear on this point: the safe hiding place for you and me, as baptized children of God, is being buried deep under the waters of this sacrament, burying, being buried deep in the waters of being a baptized child of God. So deep that, in order to get to you, that Satan has to go through your Savior first. And he can't. He won't. He can't and he won't because because you and I are forever united with the one who put death to death. Where we are forever connected to the one of whom it is said that death no longer has any mastery over him. Where we are united with the one who is the resurrection and the life. Where we are united united with the one who raised Lazarus from the dead, where we are united with the one who took death and sin and he crucified it and brought us with him through death and into the resurrected life. And so what is this resurrected life? What does it mean to live that? It's the life that a baptized child of God lives. It means that your sins are forgiven completely without a second thought or question. Forgiveness of all of your sins is finished. It means that death has lost its sting. And the power of the accuser has been turned back in a mighty way by the one who became the accused. It means that you, being washed in Christ's blood, are living in eternal life where you stand today. Because being a baptized child of the Heavenly Father has put you in a safe hiding place. Safe from the unsafety of this side of heaven. Safe from the accusations of Satan. Safe from walking through the, uh, safe from walking through the trials and the temptations of this world with no hope. Rescued from death and instead given a room in the mansion of the Heavenly Father. I love this quote uh, that comes from Luther. And he described this resurrected life like this. He says, imagine that there was a doctor somewhere who understood the art of saving people from death, or even though they died, that he could bring them back to life quickly. 
so that they would afterward live forever. He writes, oh, how the world would pour in money like snow and like rain. No one could find access to him because of all of the rich would fill his appointments first. But here in baptism, there was freely brought to everyone's door such a treasure and medicine that it utterly destroys death and preserves all people alive. And so, my friends, as baptized children of God who are living the resurrected life with our Savior, let us now sing together the last four verses of that hymn, I Know That My Redeemer Lives. Jesus lives, oh yes, he lives. What sweet joy that this sentence gives. Alleluia, Christ is risen, he is risen indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. time we confess together the words of our Christian faith, we do so using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven 
and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well. At this time, we would normally collect the, our tithes and offerings, but I will take this time to remind everyone of the three ways uh, during this season that you can still give your offering and your tithe. The first way is to go to our website, that is www.trinity1874.com. In the upper right-hand corner is a donate button. You, all that you have to do is click on that, and it's very easy to follow. The second way is that you can stop by the office during the regular office hours of Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and there is an offering basket right outside of the office in the North Breezeway where you can drop your offering in, and then uh, we will receive that. And then the last way is you may uh, mail in your offering to the church office if you would like to do that as well. We continue with the prayer of the church. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this very special day and giving us this time to worship you and to receive from you the gift of your holy word. As this Easter morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Lord, we thank you that our lives are so hidden within you that in order order for Satan to get to us, that he has to go through you first. And he can't, Lord, and he simply won't. He, He can't and he won't because you have died and because you have risen again. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for the sick and those who are going through emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery, those who find themselves confined to their homes for whatever the reason. We lift up all those in our health list for Melba and for Landreth, for Janice, for Carol, 
And for Ethel and Joan and Steve and Becky and Bob Curdy and Bob Dotson and Bob Yelenick, for Emma Kahn, Clinton, for Wayne Towers, for Rose Marie, for John Alexander, for John Eden, for Debbie and Mary, Lisa, Catherine, Joe, Judy, Louise, Ruth, and Dana, for Dennis, for Little Sutton Grace, for Norma Kaiser, for Roy Oberman, for Florine Towers, and for Karen Schmedeke. We also, Lord, lift up to you uh, all of those that we know who are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are going through these times, and if it be your will, heal them completely. Use this time that they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted marriage, blessed and honored it with the presence of your son at the marriage feast at Cana, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have given to Pete and Grace Doss, who are celebrating 69 years of marriage, as well as for Bob and Barb Steinberg, who will, who will celebrate 64 years, and for Diana and Kim Connolly, who are celebrating 35 years of marriage. We pray that you would continue to be with them until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, refuge, and life as they serve as as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord God, we pray for all of the brave men and women who serve in the armed forces, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel as they answer the call for help. Father, we pray that you will watch over them, protect them against all harm, uplift and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we continue to reach out to you during this time of national concern. Lord, as we enter yet another week where the virus affects so many people, be with all those who have been affected by it. Be with the brave healthcare professionals who continue to tend to the ill at at their own great personal risk. Protect all who have not yet been infected by it and keep them safe. And Lord, we pray that you would calm us, calm any fears that we have, that you would continue to preserve your church and give us an extra measure of your grace, using us to help others as we are able. Keep us all mindful that in the midst of this season, that it is you who is still on the throne, that it is you who still is showing us your loving kindness. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the leaders that you have given us who hold positions of service nationally, in our state, and in our local communities. 
Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as, their, as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Help them, Lord, as they make decisions during these days that are for the good of your people. Keep us mindful of your command that we speak, that we support and speak well of them. Lord, in your mercy. In your prayer. Father, we honor you by many names today. We pray to you as the Lord and giver of life. We pray for all those who mourn the loss of a loved one. Today, Lord, we especially, today, Lord, we especially lift up to you the family of Margaret Holly. Lord, while we all miss her, we give you thanks for keeping your promise to her of receiving her into your heavenly kingdom. That is for all who believe in salvation in you through faith. Gracious Father, it is at these times that we need you to give those who grieve an extra measure of your grace and love. Be with all who mourn and comfort them with, and, and comfort them with the assurance that all believers will one day be with you and all the saints as we spend eternity in heaven, where there is no more mourning or crying or pain. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. We continue with our final hymn, Jesus Christ is Risen Today, that is number 457.
And I thank all of you for joining us this morning. Again, whether it was on Facebook Live or through the podcast or through the radio, uh, we pray that uh, our time of worship here was a blessed one. Uh, just a few announcements before we close for today. Um, please continue to turn into the radio broadcast, the live stream, and uh, beginning just this last weekend, um, the Facebook Live broadcast for the, uh, for the Sundays to come. Uh, the church office will be closed uh, tomorrow on Easter Monday and will reopen on Tuesday at 9 a.m., uh, I will be taking the next three days off, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and we'll be back in the office on Thursday. This week, uh, I will begin making calls to all of our families uh, just to check in with them and to see how everyone is doing and if there's anything uh, that I can be praying for and to share God's word as an encouragement to them. Uh, please also continue to watch the Church and School website. Again, the website for the Church and School is trinity1874.com. The easy way to remember that. How much time, time do I have? Oh my, I'm out. Okay, well, I'm out for the radio, but I'm good for, for this. I know, I know. Okay. Um, where, where was I? Oh yeah. Uh, please watch the, the Church and School website. Again, that is trinity1874.com for daily video updates. Uh, with myself and Mrs. Menning. And uh, I want to say finally a big, gigantic thank you to everyone uh, who has helped this weekend for our services of Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and of course Easter this morning to Bob and Susan, to Carol and to Catherine, to Amanda, to Darren and Ken and Courtney and Jerry and Gloria and Bruce and Jennifer and Shauna. And I hope that I remembered everyone. And Kurt, in the back, thank you, Kurt, for filling in today. Um, and for uh, just thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who uh, uh, has taken of their time to come here so that we might be able to uh, deliver these worship services to God's people. And so uh, at this time, we will sign off. And I pray God's blessings to be upon you as you continue through this Easter week. Once again, Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let us go forth in peace and in his name. Amen.